and welcome once again to the How Long to Beat podcast. Uh, as always, it's myself, Rick, joined by Alex and Paula. Uh, and we're going to kick off 2022 uh, by reminiscing about 2021. Um, this is going to be our uh, Games of the Year sort of roundup. We're going to have a look back across a number of categories at the games we played over the last 12 months. Um, not going to intro them all. We'll, we'll sort of get to them as we come to them. If you really want the timestamps, it'll be in the description wherever you're listening to this. Uh, so without further ado, let's jump straight into our first category, which is our game of the year that came out this year. Um, mm-hmm. And why don't you kick us off, Aula, uh, with shockingly two of those three games being Otome's? Okay, so in my defense, first of all, <laughs> I didn't uh, I didn't actually play many games that were released this year, and I had to include Otome games or on localizations because otherwise I would have like new Pokemon Snap and a couple of indie games. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that so... weak defense made. Tell us about those fellows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also I'm including only video games like on this whole thing. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, Vastafellos, because, well, this, this one in particular is less of an Otome game and more of a good visual novel. Okay. And this is stuff, it, it is not as heavy on romance as other games, and it really centers around the story and the trout. And I pretty much this overall theme uh, of the game. What I feel it did right is using the. Um, Dota's like time travel mechanic, like in a way that seemed fair and it wasn't like particularly broken. Like she had like clear limits on what she could do. I didn't feel like uh, those eggs or something like would like fix all of it. It's like you may have like one shot to redo the thing and that's all you get. Mm. So make it count. Mm. So in that aspect i feel like not only it used like the mechanic to effectively tell a story without it intruding too much in said story but also went over very uh, deep topics with the whole emergency thing like being like in the background like all the time and it treated every topic with respect and it didn't always have like all the answers. It more like tried to make you think about the topics and make it, make it like be there like for you. And and then you could like start like trying to figure out what's your own position. And that's also like comes into play because of how Delta writes her, um, I guess her section on the on the newspaper on the magazines. Because that's the approach she uses. So I felt it was like very topical and also like all the characters uh, were great. And even some of the quote unquote bad guys, sometimes you really couldn't like the. I don't want to say fault them because like some of them did some really horrible shit that can be justified. But at the very least, you could like get into their head and say, Oh, I see. This what this is what happened, and maybe we should try to prevent more people like that to to to, to take that turn in life in in a way. 
this is way more than I wanted to say about uh, <laughs> um, so that 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 is my first um nomination I guess um do do, uh, do I at least Okay, the other one is New Pokemon Snap, mainly because I feel it was a very nice modernization in a way of the original Pokemon Snap, like the core idea, and make it like more modern. It gave it, it being developed by Bandai Namco, if I remember correctly, it, it was not only very pretty, but it had like a lot of charm, a lot of personality, and I feel this is like the the kind of quality I wish like the Menlay series would have. But also, it is the kind of quality I was really expecting for the for a sequel to that I think is twenty year old plus game. Mm. Uh, so it made me very happy. And I really like the gameplay loop, even though it was kind of repetitive at times. But moving on, I didn't have I don't have much to say about this one really. Um, the other one is Olympia Soria. I think it's actually my favorite anime from a year, and one of my favorite stories for the year in a way. Uh, because how it portrays the society, um, portrays like different points of view. Um, that you know, but. It kind of like falls behind Pasafelos in the sense of it tries to do so much that it can't really like cover everything to the extent that Pasafelos did, but still did a wonderful job with it. And it's still, it was still like, I want to say like a patroner because I don't know, I couldn't like put it down. I was very invested both the story, the themes of the game, and the characters, and pretty much everything. Those would be my three uh, nominations. And also, Olympia Soria, without the excessive uh, amount of flashbacks it had, I think someone in the Otome community actually counted like 500 flashbacks in the game. Uh um yeah it could have like a couple hundred less flashbacks so i would it would have been perfect but alas it couldn't be the perfect uh i guess atomic game it was close though so nice yeah uh That's I will... <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll jump straight in um and there's only ever going to be one winner for me and that is uh sumire this is a perfect unification of art music narrative and player choice um it's a wonderful story really powerfully told um pitched at a perfect length to do everything that it sets out to do um a game that really touched me on a personal level but i think is really powerful uh, no matter what your what your sort of um approach to it is um and something that's really accessible um both to those of us who sort of play games a lot have played games for decades and decades and maybe people in our lives who are new to those games and new coming in um really easy recommendation um lovely little indie game and one that i know alex sort of enjoyed as well and i'm sure he'll agree that it's such an easy game to recommend and such an easy game to fall in love with yeah it's on one of my lists later on like a little there you go and and moving on to your list on this one, why don't you tell us about your games of the year, Alex? 
Yeah, so Capcom really like has knocked it out of the goddamn park this year. Um in more ways than not. And like I actually had a little debate, so um little thing. I, I just beat Tales of Rise today on the day of recording, and it was one of the games mm. that was like kind of in the running for me, but like it just sort of fumbles itself near the end. Um not in not terribly badly, but enough for me to be like, ah, darn it. But anyway, you'll hear more about that on another podcast episode. But Ooh. mine that I have, Ooh. so that's like my runner-up. But Resident Evil Village um, was like early in the year, and there weren't many games that really came close to it for me, honestly. It's just so expertly done, so much fun, um, genuine, like, schlocky horror fun times, um, gorgeous looking on the freaking uh, Series X. And, like, everything that I love about Resident Evil in one package. And I, I kind of want to go back and play it again soon. Like, I might wait till, like, next Halloween to play it. But, like, it's just, it combined everything that I love about Resident Evil 7 and 4. And it was just like, oh, let's put all of that together and create, an, like, a perfect game. <laughs> I was like, yes, do it! Um, then, actually, let's stick on the Capcom train. The Great Ace Attorney Collection, which I had a hard time deciding where to put this. Because I was like, I guess this is technically a game that came out in 2021 but like technically also came out in other years, but I guess it was never in English. So I suppose, like, so anyway, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, I don't know how to, I don't know how to place this, but I was like, I guess technically it's release date as a collection is this year. So I'm like, I'm just going to count it for this year. Um, it's a problem with Japan, right? Like half the time you're like, do you, do you count the release date as the localization year? Or do you count that? It's not like they would have edited much, right? Cause it's not like this is a game where it was like, oh, we have to tweak the gameplay performance. Like, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, right. But anyway, I'm counting it as 2021. And uh, fantastic game. I mean, really just like hits it on all fronts. And again, it is a shame that the first one of the two of them, of course, it's a collection of two games, isn't as strong as the second one. But it's also kind of because it's set up. But then I also think like the first Ace Attorney game is one of my favorites of all time. And that was all set up. So I'm like, I don't really know if it's allowed to, you know, get a pass for that. Um but also the first game felt even a little more experimental and maybe, I don't know. It's kind of a shame. Cause like the first one, it's like a little more of an experiment, but it doesn't all necessarily hit. And then the second one's like a little more traditional, but it keeps all the good stuff from that experimentation. So the first one kind of had to, you know, I've been using this expression a ton on the podcast. I think walk. So the second one could run. <laughs> um, and that's <laughs> what, kind of what it needed. Right. And the second one ran away with it. And the third one that I nominated is a uh, chicory, a colorful tale. I just, it's so, it's just so unique and, and beautiful. And I know this one, again, will, it'll hit differently depending on kind of where you're at. But like as someone who is like deeply invested within art and the making of art and like and especially had like a lot of these kind of struggles that the character within this game has, I had recently come out of, you know, within a few years. Um, and so like to play a game that, and also though, like a game that was so accessible while allowing you to just kind of go your own way. And I've never played a game before where I could use my freaking uh, drawing tablet to play it. Like It was actually really fun to use the tablet and draw in that game. I mean, it works great with the mouse too, but like it was just really fun to have a pen and like going around on it. So I actually think Chicory is my winner for this year, I'd say, um, for 2021. I just think that it... It, it was the one game this year that reminded me why I love video games so much. Um, and I had that moment where I was just like, man, games are dope, you know? <laughs> and it also has a uh, an Easter egg that I've talked about, which I don't know if you found it, Rick. Maybe you did. Um, 
but there's an Easter egg to a particular series that I love very much. Um, Which series is that? You can bleep it out afterwards or whatever. Well, I don't know. This might be a spoiler for Paola. I don't want Paola to know until uh, later. But yeah, take your headphones off for a second. There's an Ace Attorney one in there. Um, yeah, well, if you're listening, folks, there's there's an Ace Attorney Easter egg. You might not have found it because you maybe didn't uh, explore everything. No. You kind of have to explore a little. Anyway, you can go back. You, you know me. I... I, I yeah. bum rushed my way through the olive branch yeah. I will put out as much as this game didn't speak to me and I thought it was like a pretty meta okay uh, one of the best hint systems I've ever experienced in a game yeah where you call home and your mum picks up and gives you a vague direction and then your dad's sort of reaching out and she's like do you want to talk to your dad you know he's so terrible for over explaining things he's like oh, oh I've got to dump all the info <sighs> <Love you, laughs> I, honey. I do really love that it's so good like it, it was like you know the uh, what was that like the um Link's Awakening like call thing, you know, but like just taken up to the nth degree in such a beautiful way. And I love it. Yeah, because in Link's Awakening, there's like a telephone you can go to and like you call the hints yeah. man and he's like he's like, Oh, oh hello, you want a hint? Ha da da and like gives you a little thing. Um but then yeah, this one I love that so much. I don't know if you caught all that Paula, but yeah. It's uh it's very good, very good. So anyway, that's me. Should we move on to our best game you played in twenty twenty one that was not released this year? And I, I would like to jump back to Paula to start on this because two of her three, I could not agree more with as being like game of the year <laughs> contenders. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm going to start with 13 Sentinels, I guess, Rim. Because. Mm-hmm. Are we surprised? <laughs> it, as much as maybe it didn't hit like all the right notes for me, it still did a lot right. Mm. And I can't deny that I was deeply invested on the story, even though. There was a turn there that I didn't particularly write, liked, but the art is amazing. It has a like a very unique visual style that I think, like I would like more games going into like these crazy paths, in a way. And the music, it's a top notch, and the story was complicated as hell, but it was a lot of fun, like trying to unravel everything. And I'm gonna do. I'm gonna say controversially that I, I actually like the battles. Like the only reason I didn't go like to the arena and completed like all the battles it was because I read somewhere that it goes up to like nine 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 nine, and it was like, yeah, not enough time in life to do that. Nope, I couldn't agree more. But still, like what was there, it was really good. Nice. Then my next this game of 2021 that wasn't released this year is another recommendation and that would be Ghost Trick Phantom Detective I actually love this game to pieces uh, even more than 13 Sentinels maybe because like the story was more focused Mm -hmm. I except for one one little section in the game you know which one guys because I was (laughs) ranting about it Uh, I really like every single puzzle every other single puzzle in the game the characters were amazing. The, the designs were amazing. And it was just a very good time. Yeah, and that one's story, on my oh list, my God, too. The yep. <laughs> uh, oh, I maybe should have like finished off with that one. I fucked up. Nah, that's fine. I mean, uh, we, can, we can jump all over it. I'll talk more about it after. <laughs> yep. And the other one, I wanted to put Fire Emblem Echoes, Shadows of Atlanta, but I think I already put it like on some... Game of the year list last year. 
I, and this was a replay, and it was like, okay, I'm gonna try to to do the new stuff. So Fire Emblem, new mystery of the emblem for the DS, uh, was a surprisingly solid experience. Uh, it, like I want to say, I don't want to say like for that time, but that game did a lot, right? Like it took like the Shadow Dragon remake formula and ran the fuck away with it. It that it, it feels very tight to play. It has like some very amazing moments on it, and battle preparation has has is very like all the battle preparation stuff is just there, and it is very easy to do, and it is very quick to do. And if you want to just level up, you 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 don't have like to go into the arena and like risk everything all of or nothing like in uh, Shadow Dragon. You can just uh, see beforehand like which units you're battling so that makes leveling up your weak units so much easier and it makes the game uh, feel so much better and it was also a nice touch to see like a lot of returning characters from the uh, first game and uh, overall it was like a fantastic game like gameplay wise it was Pretty pretty solid. It have like the it, it is like the cream of the tro- the crop like previous to to the 3ds era Fire Emblem. Oh my god, am I even pronouncing things right right now? Why are you trying? That's okay. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Sorry, it's kind of late. And mm-hmm. and yeah. Um. So oh, and it had like a lot of like optional stuff that it was a lot, a lot of fun to to so go is- through. Is that your pick? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I think like for uh, from these three, my pick would be Ghost Trick Phantom uh, Detective. Okay, nice. I honestly. And from there, kinda... go ahead, Alex, because I see sure. That one. I was gonna say I, I almost expected you to say Fire Emblem because you had a you had a lot of good stuff to say on that one, but that's a t- that's a tough list right there. Um, yeah, I played Ghost Trick as well, and I mean I'm gonna echo what you said. Like Ghost Trick is fantastic. I, I was also perfectly set up to love this. Like by the creator of Ace Attorney. Like, come on. Those are like my favorite freaking games ever. Like, this was just like, if I didn't like this, I would have been so shocked. <laughs> um, so yeah, absolutely loved that game. It was just great. It was a great recommendation. Um, mm-hmm. And also though, I remember I was looking back at the games that I played this year and like, I'd, I'd almost completely forgotten Ori and the Will of the Wisps. And like, I fucking love this game. This game is so good. Like one of the best kind of Metroidvania style games and really like elevated based off the first one and just fixed a lot of stuff that like wasn't necessarily bad about the first one, but you're kind of like, eh, could give or take this. Um, like I found the checkpointing system a little bit better. They had that kind of like soul drop thing in the first one where it was kind of like you would like, you'd like drop um, part of your soul or whatever, where if you die, you would like re- uh, checkpoint, checkpoint you back there. Yeah. And like, it was fine, but if you forgot to do that after a while, you're like, oh, shit. So it just came to kind of this, like, task where it's like, oh, don't forget to drop one of those. Whereas this one just had better checkpointing systems, um, which for me, I was just like, I prefer it in this way. Um, great, great game. And the the last one for me would be Yakuza Like a Dragon. This game blew me the fuck away. And I'm extremely glad that I decided to play this instead of going through, you know, one to six. Um, Because I've played Yakuza 0. And obviously within Like a Dragon, there are clearly callbacks that if you play all the games, you're going to get and it's going to be really cool. But I even think if you've just played Yakuza 0, you get enough. And it's like good enough to go in um, on. 
And like, it's just so expertly done. And I actually find that it's almost like this styling fits the Yakuza world even better than it originally did because like the turn-based combat um, and I guess the like, the explanations for it tie in so well to their protagonist because the interviews, like they talked about, the developers talked about how they didn't set out to make a turn-based game. They were like, okay, like we're going to create a new protagonist. And like the turn-based mechanics kind of came out of their like discovery of this protagonist and like figuring out like what actually suits them. Who are they? What are they into? And they're like, oh, actually, you know what? Maybe this will work best. And you really get that sense. And it's like the one Yakuza game where I feel, I felt like actually close to my companions in it. And um, God, it's just a really, really, really good game. Um, and maybe I'm maybe I'm setting a precedent now here. The third game that I talk about is the game I choose, but this one for me for sure was my best game of 2021 that was not released this year. Um, it like just just edges out Ghost Trick for me, um, and I also think it's not entirely fair because this is such a huge game that is so excellent. Um, but yeah, the Act is like a Dragon. I highly recommend it if you want to get into the series. It is wacky good times, guaranteed. <laughs> And Rick, right, why don't you tell us? My... About... Yeah, I was yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, but like, I was like, is, is he done? Am I, am I okay? Anyway, I, was um, done. <laughs> I, I struggled to narrow this down to three, so I cheated and included a fourth, which is the Swapper, which I replayed again. Excellent game. I think I talked about it last year's game of the year roundup. That's as, as cheated as I'm going to be with that. Um, <laughs> Cyberpunk, like I played across 2020 into 21. Every piece of criticism that game got is fair. I also had an <laughs> astonishingly good time with it. And uh, I make no apologies for loving it as much as I did. As much as it wasn't technically what was promised. As much as it wasn't technically all that competent for most people that played it in the first couple of months of launch. Um, but I I had an excellent time with it. I thought the world was relative, you know, given the scope of what they did, I thought the world was quite well realized. And it's a shame that there will always be that you know, what could it have been if it was given the proper time and attention and everything else? Maybe it will become that in time. But, you know, I spent 93 hours with the thing that released and I had a wonderful time for like 91 of those hours. You know. Um, completely opposite in scope, Space Court. This was like a little hour-long narrative adventure set in a space courtroom. Um, I don't really want to say much more than that. It's like two pounds. If you're listening to this, you are going to be receptive to this game. Some of the best writing I've ever played in the game. And you should absolutely go and check it out. It's really, really, really wonderfully done. Um, um, and was a wonderful surprise. Really could have squeezed into my hidden gem list if it had been released this year, which it wasn't. Um, and then the final game is uh, Devotion. So this is a game from like 2015, 2016. It finally resurfaced. Um as something you could legitimately buy from the developers. I think it was either late last year or early last year. Anyway, I um, I was very happy to pick it up. Um, and what a game we've been deprived of for a few years. Um, this game builds tension so powerfully, um, tells such a compelling story. The way it's set up makes the unbelievable feel astonishingly real uh it really puts you in the shoes of the protagonist um does so much in terms of atmosphere and world building um 
and also in terms of sort of cultural throughput, because this is a game that is very rooted um, in the the mythos and the culture of the of the developer that it comes from, Red Candle Studios. Um, and having played the game, it was only then going a little, doing a little bit more digging that I really truly appreciated the story it was telling. Um, and I don't think that's to the game's detriment at all. I think that's that's something really cool that that game does, which is that makes you sort of question and and think about um, you know people in a different place from you. And even without that, the game is is excellent. The story it tells is still cohesive and gripping and really emotionally affecting as well. The way that it sort of concludes and, and moves around again, really nice, quite short. You know, three or four hours, um, well pitched in terms of the length for what it does. Doesn't that stay its welcome? Um, yeah, I, I had a really, really, truly great time with this game and it's such a shame that it took as long as it did for it to be accessible again. Um, it's for sale on their website as like a uh, an executable, like just a, a DRM-free game file. Uh, I implore you to go check it out because it, it's well worth a play. So yeah, that's, that's that. And to be fair, I think nice. three of those four could have fit into our next category. Which is uh, underrated oh. games or hidden gems? For which one was your? Did you did you say which one was your pick? Did I miss that? Oh, are we are we picking an ultimate one from the three? Um, oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm going to say? Cyberpunk. Nice. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Yeah, I, th- I figure from the ones that we display, we should say what our number one is, just for fun. Um, That's fair. Okay. Let's go to our most underrated. Which, if you don't mind, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this one. <laughs> um, so I feel like it. So yeah, this is our most underrated game slash hidden gem of 2021, um, which I think Rick, I didn't interpret this as just released this year. <laughs> I thought. Oh, it was I just... very much uh, did. I was thinking, hang on, I... Toby Toby Girl definitely didn't come out this year. Yeah, I was. I was just <laughs> saying that we played this year, but. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Oopsies. So maybe I'm the only one who screwed this up, in which case that is fine. But uh, actually, for... yeah, you screwed this up too. Oh, was you yours can't not? Get the staff really... these days, you just can't. <laughs> yeah, sorry, folks. Yeah. Um, well, put, put your applications in at HLTV Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dragon Quest Heroes Rocket Slime. That was one that I just like really. I did not expect, I guess. And like, you know, okay, fair enough. This is a hidden gem, as we discussed, for North America and Europe in particular. (laughs) Likely not a hidden gem whatsoever for Japan. Uh, But, you know, I had like a very limited release uh, outside of Japan. And it's just such a unique little weird game that I had such a blast with. And I was like, this is like, this is like really good. And it's those moments, you know, when you're playing a game and you're just like, why haven't I heard of this before? Like, I only heard of it because of some, like, deep dive into, like, you know, some random YouTuber's, you know, hidden gem list of DS games. Um, and so, like, I've barely seen other people, you know, discuss it because, again, didn't get a huge wide release or, like, super popularity outside of Japan. So, yeah, really, really dig this one on the DS. Good game. Tobu Tobu Girl Deluxe. Yeah, that's one of those um, Game Boy games that you could get on itch. Um, and it's like an endless, I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. You're like bouncing up into the air and God damn, this is an addicting arcade style game. Like at first you think like, ah, yeah, what's the big deal about this? But then you start playing it and you're like, I'm going to fucking win. 
I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that. And like they give you just difficult enough goals that you're like, no, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with it. And like, I played the shit out of this game and it's like quite cute and just like fun. And like, cause you played this one as well, didn't you? I did. And I had a really good time with it. And once I've got a working flashcard again, I'll probably pay some more of it. It's like doodle yeah. jump. If it was yeah. level based and really, really competently put together. Mm-hmm. Cause it's clearly like, you know, it's, it's just well designed. Right. And like, that's yeah. like the fun, like every time you die, you're like, Oh yeah, that's cause I fucked up. But like you get the, you know, like it's that good <laughs> feeling of where you're like, all right, I don't feel like the game cheated me. I feel like I'm not good enough yet. And like, yeah, I, I kind of want to go play it again now. You know what? I, Got some time over the holidays. I'm going to take my Game Boy with me. I'll play this on my flash card going, ah, come on. <laughs> and it's got that just one more go feeling. Oh, does it ever? Oh, my God, does it ever. Um, <laughs> and the last one for me was Sumire, actually. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, you know what? I- I'm just going to say straight, I'll pick this one as my, like, definitely most underrated game because at least this one did release in 2021, right? <laughs> came out this year. <laughs> yeah. So the, it wins it for that. Plus, I also think, I don't think anyone's talking about this game, really, because um, I really think it was just genuinely a very quiet release you know, out of the sea of games that are releasing every year. Because, like, not only is it on <laughs> Steam and on the Switch, th- those are two areas wherein if you try to release something that doesn't have, like, a big backing behind it, like, good luck. Good you luck. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because no one even, no one's going to see anything on there, especially the eShop. And, like, I feel like it was just, um, it's very good, but also it's just very sweet, Um it's clearly made with a lot of love and there's something about that that just feels, and then it also tackles, you know, intense themes. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's me. Why don't you go next? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tag in cause Sumire is on my list as well. And mm. I, I'll echo both what you said then and, and what I said for, for game of the year. Uh, it's just a phenomenal piece of art that happens also to be a video game and happens to be incredible. Um, I think my win for this category, just to give it a bit of variety, is probably going to be Daddish 2, the sequel mm-hmm. I never knew I wanted. Um, it's just a great little platformer. The the Daddish games are very much style over substance, where the substance is pretty good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just basic-ass platformer on Switch or on mobile. I played on mobile. It's free, ad-supported, or you can throw the dev like two quid and just remove all the adverts, which is what I did. Um these games have so much charm uh, and they, they very much speak to me because at the end of every game, every level, um, you, you bump into one of your little like child radishes because you are the dad radish, the daddy <laughs> who's got to like scoop all his children back up. Uh, and one of your children is at the end of every level and they have like a little humorous back and forth every time. And then occasionally it's just like a random possum that screeches at you. And it's oh, so charm. I want to play it again now. Um, <laughs> not enough people are talking about these and they're wonderful. Uh, and then finally, I feel like this was underrated in the sense that people really weren't expecting a lot of it before it came yeah. out, and that's Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and it was such a pleasant surprise that it came and it stuck the landing. And as well as being a good Marvel story, it also actually did something different with the gameplay. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that says a lot both about... Um, the game and about the studio that with a license they were willing to sort of try something a bit different and push the boat out and swing for the fences and um yeah i'm, I'm really pleased for them and, and for us having sort of been able to get the game that it, it turned out as well as it did and 
I'd like to think that time will see people give it more and more recognition. I know it won, it won like some meaningless award for narrative, but <laughs> like it, it, it's an excellent game. And the narrative is good. It was deserving of that meaningless award. Um, yeah, that's that's me, Paula. Okay, so actually only one of these games was released on 2021, but that <laughs> one stopped me. I'll not, I'll, I'll call the first whatever I want. Ooh, so, I talk. Uh, the first one is actually my most recent completion uh, of these three games, that is Miss Messages. We went in depth uh, on our um, fifty-eight, yeah, our each mass episode. So I won't go into too much stuff here, but still a very health heartfelt game with amazing art. Go check that out, and it's free. Uh, the other game that I played that I loved to pieces because of how charming it was. It was uh, Luna's Fishing Garden, a little kind of like I would say like gardening relaxing experience where you're just fishing and uh, cleaning these islands and pretty much like uh, bringing life back to them and it is a very short game very relaxing a lot of fun it might get a bit repetitive for some but I I think what it did it did very well also the pixel art is very cute and hmm. um, the final one, and this is like my uh, pick for most underrated game or hidden gem, is Forest Secret, which has a little sequel that is Forest Secret um, Mystery of the Frost that you can access after you finish the, the, the main game. And this game is full of charm. It is very cozy. The, the art is adorable. Like, every single character Uses charm in this game. Uh, so and it, and the game is free and it is only trial. Most people should be playing this game. Damn it! So yeah, that's my pick for twenty twenty one. Nice. So, from the games we enjoy to those we 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 didn't very much. Uh, what are your biggest stinker you played this year? I guess these are like retired games or just. Overall yeah, games? retirements, I'd say, right? I mean, yeah, essentially. We, we'd split it up into two, so the stinkers that we literally couldn't complete, um, and then the, the the worst of the games that we did actually manage to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll jump straight in onto this. So my biggest stinker, to the point that I'd blocked out the memory of playing it this year, uh, was Crazy <laughs> Frog Racer for the Nintendo DS. Um, I have a memory of playing this when I was much younger, and I, I should have known better than to go back to it based on that memory. But uh, I did, because it, it's in my retirements again. Um, yeah, I, I I feel like the title of that game sort of paints the picture. <laughs> an internet meme turned into a terrible game. I'm not surprised. And, and now turned into an NFT, if you can believe it. Oh, I can believe really? it. Really? Oh, fucking NFT. Yeah, crazy. Back and he's selling, he's selling oh, useless see. digital certificates. Um, yeah. Alex. Yeah, You're welcome, so, by the way. <laughs> I actually had a similar experience as you. I was looking this up today and I was like, I don't fucking, I was like, I don't know. I don't remember playing too many like really horrible games this year. And I was like scrolling through my retirements and I went, oh no, I fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> fucking E.T. the extraterrestrial for the Game Boy Advance. Oh my God, this game is so bad. Like 
and I gave it a fair shot. I beat a couple levels in this game. It's just, it's honestly just horrible. Like, it really feels like, I don't know, like, like maybe this was some kind of like laundry, laundry, um, like laundering money situation where they were like, "Eh, let's just pay some dudes who can make something kind of right. And like, there we go, you know, which I'm like, because holy crap, it's bad. And like the fact that when E.T. gets grabbed by security guard, it straight up looks like E.T. is blowing the guard. Oh my god! And like I, I remember when I first said that, I think a few people were like, "That sounds like an exaggeration." But then you show the clip, and it's like, "Oh, oh god, yeah, no, yeah. it does it's look horrible. like he's blowing." <laughs> and I was mercifully way too young to realize what was going on when I played the game the first time round, so I didn't realize either. Yeah, dear lord. Anyway, that one hands down. No, nothing else even comes near. Like I, I picked one for this because I was like, nothing competes with this game. This game is horrible. Uh, Anyway, that's it. Paolo, what about you? Okay, so I actually went through my retirements. I only retired four games this year. One, I actually don't remember even like trying it, so I don't know what happened there. Uh, another one, because I soft-locked the hell out of the true ending. Thank you, Fire Emblem original. And the other one, you, you'll actually see like later today, but the actually the Biggest stinker I played this year was cut lateral damage. I really wanted to enjoy this game because I was a a cat being a cat and pretty much like kicking stuff off the shelves. But the controls are clunky. The camera controls make me puke. And overall, it's just not fun. Like maybe fun for five minutes, but then it's like, get me, let me out of here. So that's yeah, a, that's the back of the box quote. The camera controls made me puke. dear god well shall we oh yeah shall we move along then to the biggest stinker you completed this year and and speaking of making you puke i think the audio in your pick alex probably did that as much as i thought the game was actually okay when i played it but here's the thing i don't actually think like at its core this game is necessarily bad it's just like visually and auditorily this game like made me physically it physically hurt me, and that was ten minutes games. You are such a soft and round kitten. It like You're I actually felt <laughs> nauseous, and like all the noises that it was making in this, I was like, I want to punch this game right in the face. Like I just couldn't. <laughs> oh my god! To another world. Like if I hear that one more time, I, I thought I was going nuts. I was like, is this a game to like simulate what it feels like to be just like totally bonkers? Because that's what it feels like. <laughs> No, it was just an assault on the senses. Just too much of an assault on the senses for me personally. But I can see how some people might enjoy this one. Um, what about what about you, Paula? Okay, uh, I am like torn between two picks. Both of them I felt were kind of like underwhelming. First of all, the Banner Saga, the first one. Because of how... Like, the game looks pretty, don't get me wrong. It... At the at the very start, I was like hopeful because it seemed like a very fun game. But then, like the story turned out to be kind of a mess, and the mm-hmm. gameplay just turned repetitive. And since I already played like other better turn-based strategy games, this one like fell flat for me. The other one that I feel is a uh, the the biggest offender because this one actually had like a big studio behind it. The Vander Saga is a Kickstarter game because so I guess I can forgive it for that. But for Suda 5, Dancing Starlight, it's just a fucking cash grab. Cash grab. Yeah. Because 
like the original version of our dance in the light is it, it's beautiful it's every everything is well rounded like the the remixes of the of the songs are like very very good in my opinion and i still uh plug my ps4 just to play Persona 4 from time to time because i got the um what's the what's the name like the collection with the two dancing games because it had Persona 4 uh, dancing all night for the PS4, and it was like, heck yeah, I want that in HD. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the very least, I had that going for me. But Persona 5 dancing all night, it is Starlight Story. It didn't have the charm that Persona 4 dancing all night did. The characters were kind of meh. I already found them like kind of meh from my uh, playthrough on Persona 5, or you know? But, Persona 5 always finds a way. <laughs> Persona 5 always finds a way. But but yeah, like it like even like when they like I guess did like the dances for the Persona 4 crew and even like the Persona 3, I felt more of a personality on the dances. Here was just like lowest effort ever. The remixes weren't really there for me. The and there were like so many like um I want to say like pre-recorded videos if it makes sense because you usually have like the model like dancing there but this one was like more of a I don't know you 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 have to see it to to get it but it felt wrong in a way uh so so yeah like I was I had high hopes for uh, the Persona 3 and 5, no, the Persona 5 Dancing Starlight because I actually, the one thing I like the most about the original Persona 5 it, are the music and I guess the style of it. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like, hey, you have to use both in a, in the rhythm game. You can't go wrong. Yes, you can't go wrong. So fuck this game. Uh, Sorry, yes. I have to get that out of it. Just <laughs> am I gonna say that's your pick out of this one? <laughs> These two? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thought so. <laughs> <laughs> and Rick, last but not least. Yep, and this is a controversial pick. Emily is away. This, as far as I'm concerned, this is a failure of execution in a game. It's an interesting story, an interesting concept, hamstrung by the way it was put together. Um. I, I think they got it wrong, ultimately. I think it, it ruins the experience. That was my feeling. Um, I I came away actively disliking the game. Um, and obviously we talked more about this for Itchmus last week, so I won't go into too much depth. I have a passionate defense in Itchmus. <laughs> Sorry? Oh, I said I have a passionate defense in Itchmus. So. <laughs> you do, you do. And we don't need to retread that and we don't need to retread yeah. my rebuttal. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. it's the biggest stinker that I completed this year. Uh, and what stinker of a year this year has been in a lot of respects. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. in terms of how we interpret this next category, that's going to be interesting for me. Uh, said category being the most 2021 completion of 2021. Um, and I'll kick off first with mine, uh, a game literally about fighting a virus, uh, Narrator mm. Boy. And it's also full of like 80s nostalgia, which is a very sort of on-trend thing at the moment. Um, I also thought it was a very, very good game. Again, this is another one you and I disagree quite <laughs> quite strongly on, Alex. 
Though um, I think uh, I think times tempered my opinions of it a little bit. Okay, that's cool. I don't really have much else to say. That that's the basis <laughs> on which I picked that that category. But I could also uh, say that I would agree with you because my experience playing that game was very much like 2021. I had high hopes for you. <laughs> 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 uh, it crashes and burns. Uh, why don't I jump in here? That yeah, because I interpret this a couple ways. So all three of mine. I actually just changed one of mine because I saw what Paula put, and that'll I'll talk about that one later because that'll be our, our our bridge into Paula's one there. But uh, the first one for me was Umar generation because that game is like all about you know a young disaffected generation who's like facing an alien invasion and like none of their leaders are doing anything about it they're just kind of trying to ignore what's happening and um people are like kind of denying the lived realities and then it's all it all comes crashing down on them and i'm like yeah that (laughs) sounds a lot like my world right now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i'm just like yeah it's uh it's great um and then i also picked loop hero because a lot of this year felt like i just felt a lot like last year <laughs> i'm like oh my god just on a goddamn loop all the time um so that that's for me for loop hero like you're fighting some large uh existential dread that you just can't quite conquer on your own uh and it feels like if we're ever going to beat these things it will take being allowed to go repeatedly on a loop in order to do so, but we just can't because unfortunately life's not like a video game sometimes. <laughs> um, and the last one is the I Am Still Here uh, by Cecile Richards, which is basically directly about the pandemic, like coming out of lockdown um, and like realizing like, oh, I'm still in this world. And I kind of felt like that entering my um, entering my practicum this year and like, all our school had been online and then in September we weren't anymore. And suddenly it was like, Oh, I have to go back in and I'm like talking to people again. And it's just like, it's just odd, you know, like suddenly I'm just like, here you go, go on out. And yet at the same time, it's also like, okay, but not much has actually really changed. Um, still going a little wild and you're like looking around go anyway, it was a, it's been an interesting year. I mean, my pick personally, I think, is Umarangi Generation because I don't think I've ever played a game that like quite has its finger on like the current feeling um, for quite a few of us, at least, as that game. Um, and, and in fact, a game that I think you know we, when we talked about, I said, is best learned about than necessarily played. It's it's fun, yeah. but it's a better experience to watch people who are smarter than me talk about it. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I know for a fact that'd be a chicory if I played it, but. I, I think that and I am still here are both excellent picks. Loop Hero, maybe, maybe also. Yeah. Um, um, Paolo, why don't you? Because I know you picked I'm Still Here as well. Well, yeah, I'm still here again. We're kind of like getting off of a lockdown. Everything feels weird. Talking with people in real life feels weird. And Alex is dying and I don't like it. I <laughs> drink water went um, down the wrong way. <laughs> don't worry i'm still here (laughs) i'm still here (laughs) uh you know when you drink water goes down the wrong way you're just like oh kill me (laughs) oh i had that moment like one of those moments in the morning was horrible i couldn't breathe so yeah like um i don't think i can say anything more about i am still here given it it is like a five minute game yeah uh so i'll just move on on another recent completion that is how we know we're alive because 
it I found it very interesting that how I guess the protagonist kind of like saw what she wanted to see in a way. Mm. And if that isn't like modern society, I don't know what is. Damn, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Shit, that, that is a good connection. Right there. <laughs> yeah. That's yep, a good and, shit. <laughs> and the final pick, and this one was actually a very surprising gift for me this year, is Olympia Soria, because again, I said it touches a lot of controversial topics. It's also a game about change, in the sense of change, try, like trying to drive change within a society. And not only that, there's a lot of moments when you're like, huh, this couldn't get any worse. No, fuck you, this got worse. And you somehow have to dig your way out of here. And in a way of how there's different opinions, different stuff going on within the game, and how every single character, well, not every single character, but at the very least from the main characters and even within the, I want to say the antagonist of the game, there's people who want change and there's people who don't want change and like pretty much like you see change as something positive if it's good for you and your loved ones and everyone and you say you see change as negative if you are in a position of power and you're gonna lose that power usually and there's also this there's a lot in this game that i can't possibly unpack in this like little segment <laughs> but given the how every single character is trying to drive change in a way for better or for worse uh, and in the end you can't really change how society works without like working together and everyone like putting their little grain of, uh, of sand on the pile it kind of felt like 2021 for me because well I live in Chile. We're going through a lot of change right now. Mm -hmm. We literally just had our president chosen yesterday. And one of the things that he really hammered on is what it was like, we have to work together to get through this shithole we're going through right now. Mm -hmm. So that's my pick for the most 2021 game of the year. Maybe a little bit controversial, maybe a little bit weird that it's an atomic game, but... It hit calm real hard. For you, Paula, not weird that it was an Atomi game. Hey. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> um, speaking of Atomi games... From... <laughs> I, I was going to say games we've played too utter many hours of. Yeah. Oh my this is our guilty pleasure or I played this way too much game of 2021, which I was going to say speaking of Atomi is because I put on my list which I'm sorry, Paula, but it's definitely not the guilty pleasure version. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> I put Psychedelica of the Ashen Hawk because uh, playing it a bit was too much. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that. Beautiful. <laughs> I know there are better ones out there. This one just didn't quite hit it for me. Um, but then for ones that That's I did, sure. I don't think I even really have any guilty pleasure games this year. Like I just had games that were just like, I just, I played too much of them. Like Tetris 99. I, I played too much of this game this year. God damn it. That game always pulls me in. It always pulls me in. And I'm like, 
Alex, why are you playing right now? Like, it's literally just nonsense. You're just going, do, 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 do. Like, just dropping these things down. And I'm like, oh, but I must go again. And I will win again. I will win. And it's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, and then I guess this one actually is a guilty pleasure. And this is my pick for sure. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! The Eternal Duelist Soul for the GBA. This game is so good. This game is so good. <laughs> but it's also so dumb. It's just it's just Yu-Gi-Oh! But it's like it's like the first two gens or whatever of Yu-Gi-Oh, you know? Like before shit got fucking crazy. And there's like what soul link th- I don't even know. There's all this crazy shit now. Pendulum the stuff. Synchros, like- pendulums, XYZs. Oof, yeah, it's fucking. all going on. There's other stuff, I'm sure. Too much, too much shit. Um, so this was before <laughs> things got wild. This was in the good old days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Back when you only had a fusion and no one ever did it because they didn't have fucking polarization. Polarization, yeah, exactly. And even if you did, you're like, oh, not useful. Though in this game, eventually, I was able to start using fusions quite a bit. Um, and because man, you can get certain. Oh, anyway, there's stuff you can do with your decks. There's certain <laughs> cards that can help you pick other cards. It's great. It's fucking great. I I loved this game. And again, little hint thing there hold down the lr the l and r buttons before you start a duel and it'll go into speed up mode and you want to play in speed up mode because that's the only way to do it shit talking about this now makes you want to go play more again <laughs> but i mustn't <laughs> bad alex <laughs> all right what are you taking over <laughs> bad alex. <laughs> go on Paula. oh me okay yeah. uh so surprising no one one of my guilty pleasures and i'm playing this game way too fucking much is the lino Zelda breath of the wild not only I clock around 50 hours on my main account this year, I also did a bunch of... Uh, I, I actually attempted a speedrun like, against my boyfriend because he was like, Hey, do you want to speedrun something? Let's speedrun Zelda, because why not? Uh, we both managed to get ourselves into a position that was very, very difficult to recover from because I... I did a stupid thing and he, uh, he went into, uh, into the final fight without many weapons. So, there he goes. We, act- we also tried to do a speedrun tactics. <laughs> <sighs> Let me tell you. The Bumisomis, that is like you pretty much um, do like, I want to say a chain explosion and send yourself like halfway across the map is a lot of fun. But bouncing each other calling in the perfect angle to have like more or less the same effect is not a lot of fun. Fuck that. <laughs> and uh, also like that bingo we did, like we had to we we give we gave ourselves like a bingo sheet of objectives, and the first one to uh, I I think it was like do like half of them or do a line or something like that. One. Oh my god. It, 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 that's like the most fun I ever had, like playing together with someone a single player game, like ever. I totally recommend it if you like, and you really, really like a particular game, and you have someone who really, really likes that game, and you want to like, uh, I don't know, like compete in some way. That is very, very fun. Oh my god, it's I'm such a nerd. I'm sorry, and. <laughs> Then, just realizing the... this now. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I've been sixty episodes. I've been blocking all my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other game, which totally caught me by surprise, 
because it was only the demo. I spent seven hours on the demo for Potion Craft. I didn't buy it in the earlier access because it would have sucked the life out of me. I will buy it on whenever it releases for like for sure. Or officially, I guess. <laughs> and then you'll never see me again because that game is super addicting. Just like, I guess the early access is already addicting enough. So go have some fun there. Support developers. <laughs> see you on, on Hell or something. <laughs> and my final pick is Pokemon Shining Pearl. Not because of how compelling the battles are or anything like that. No, it's the fucking underground. The grand underground is... is way too addictive. Like, I'm just like digging there trying to find stuff. And then I find a little box. And the little box opens and I get a statue. And I'm like, I need more statues. No, I don't need more statues. There isn't like any more space in my secret race. But I want to see more statues. And then if I if you go like into the um I guess like into multiplayer mode, you can get even more stuff. Because if uh another player digs on your spot, uh you get like more of it revealed without like wasting your like um like risking a cave in. And you can like get a lot a lot of stuff like more quickly. And then you have the, like, you, you have to hunt the dog trio, no, dog trio, and the, oh my god, Diglett, thank you. And and then you have, like, an increased chance of, ha or of either finding, like, a very rare Pokemon, you can have the double of the chance of finding a shiny Pokemon, or you can have, like, very fancy statues. And I like the very fancy statues. <laughs> and that's all I, I, I have to say like I've been playing so so many hours of it that I finally found the guy who yeah who can increase like your secret base like uh, capacity and he asked like for so many fucking orbs and he's like the larger size orbs and they're like so fucking rare and I increased the and it was like oh you need like uh 20 of these 20 of these 50 of these Eight of these, eight of these. Okay, have them. <laughs> I have spare ones. Increase my base. And then I realize I play too many hours just on the <laughs> underground. Oh my god. Rick, take it away. <laughs> yes. So Oh, what was your pick Paula? Or what was your what was your oh, like If I have to pick one, like Pokemon Shining Bird is really up there for me. Mm -hmm. Because it's stupid underground. Mm-hmm. But I'm still finding ways to play Breath of the Wild, so I'm gonna go for, this, <laughs> for that one. I nice. had to be that one, really. It did. Yeah. Sorry, um, and for me, the ob no, 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 you're good. The obvious <laughs> answer is Rocket League. Yeah. And that that ultimately is probably gonna be my pick. But there are two other games that I wanted to shout out. The first is Earth Defense Force 4.1. Um, the friend I've been playing co-op with, we've met up like six or seven times this year, and neglected doing other stuff together just because we've been playing this game um and i suggested it as like a throwaway thing oh i've got this game that we could play a bit of um didn't think he'd have a great time and then got home and he was like so when are we playing the bug game again it's like oh okay you liked it okay um and, and this game sort of overtook every time we met up this year and now that it's finished i'm already thinking about getting edf5 um <laughs> nice 
The other pick is uh, Call of Duty Cold War because the gunfight two-on-two game mode is like digital heroin. And I go to play one game and then three hours have passed. <laughs> it's it's the worst kind of really, really good. And mm. yeah, I do you know what? Actually, Park Rocket League, I think for the novelty and for the sheer dangerousness of it, I think Cold War is going to get that pick for my my category this time nice um yeah and so from, from things that are cold to things that are, are hot and getting hotter uh the most surprisingly sexual games we completed this year um <laughs> alex go on how on earth is Mario and luigi superstar saga in that category for you hear me out <laughs> so <laughs> i mean first off you ever seen mario and luigi's butt in those overalls no <laughs> but there is actually like Have a I? character in this game <laughs> who is just like this buxom bean lady who's like, mm, mm. yeah, remember? You remember? Yes, yes, I do. Yeah. And she's like so overtly sexual that I was actually a little like, huh, in this Mario and Luigi game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm surprised, but all right. Um, so they had some fun with that character, I think. Um Let's just say it genuinely was surprising. <laughs> um, and then the other one is probably Gravity Rush. Just like, like it's just uncomfortably, like there's so many of the, like they'd unlock outfits and things that I was like, no, no. And I think this maybe is more just Japan <laughs> than it is really. But like, it's not what I expected going into the game, I guess. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, there was some fan service okay. outfits. And there was like a maid yeah. one as well. You could get like DLC for Yeah, it? and like the DLC packs. I think that's what it was because like I had the, you know, the hacked Vita. I had the DLC packs. And I was like, oh, cool, DLC stuff. I wonder what it... Oh. All right, never mind. <laughs> yeah, and I, I got the DLC packs of the extra missions. The missions are just an excuse to give you the outfit. Yeah, like, right? Oh, there's like this rubbish that's floated out of my house and you go and like gra- grab five pieces of litter and like that's a third of the mission. Yeah, realistically, I just didn't play many sexual games this year, although maybe missed messages, actually, because I didn't know what I was expecting when I went into it. But like parts of it, I guess a little bit, but not even really. Um, I don't know. It is a stretch. It's It's all a stretch, right? Because it's tough. I haven't played many sexual games this year. (laughs) So I'm going to give it to Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga because that's hilarious. And yes, Rick, (laughs) I played one very very sexual game and that was the good time garden <laughs> and i knew this game was going to be weird i didn't think it was going to be that kind of weird <laughs> to the point that there's like characters and you're like knocking them around like oh yeah it hurts so good and it's like whoa uh-uh, that's not what i that's not what i signed up for um i i mean same as i said when i played the game like a few months back it's free it's like half an hour if that I think it's a really fun piece of art and like goofy experience. And I think it's well worth looking at Um, if you're of age, because if you're not, I mean, it is very, very (laughs) suggestive. (laughs) Power. Two, maybe three Otomes? Two Otomes and one little visual novel. Can they even oh, count okay. as surprisingly sexual? Two and a half. <laughs> yeah, well. Okay. I'm going to defend my case, but first of all, the more like surprising was Streaming Dread because this is like from the Wandering Wolf Dread series that Jamat recommended. 
And like so far, like the games were like pretty wholesome in a way. So Dreaming Trick is pretty much like the character treat dreaming and it, it gets a little bit sexual here. It was like nothing graphic, I guess, but it was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Then Osmafia and the and the reason why it was surprisingly sexual, it was well First of all, it is the only item I've ever seen that you have these love triangle routes, which were of, and some of the outcomes, let's say, were, I don't want to say steamy, that's, but, but a little bit sexual in a way, but, yeah. but there was like <laughs> one particular route that I wasn't expecting at all, which was the brother route. And mm. I guess sex is the name of the game there. And I was like, whoop, I'm going to skip the whole of this because I am not into what is being showcased here. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one, and this is mainly because, uh, oh, I think the series shouldn't have been surprising. If I know beforehand, the artist is the same, char both character design and overall artist than from Oz Mafia. Hmm. I should have seen the, the flag, but I, I didn't know. I was dumb. I didn't real I didn't even realize that the artist for Olympia Sore does work for both Oz Mafia and Diabolic Lovers. Until I actually googled the artist from Olympia Sore because, oh, her art is so pretty. Oh. Oh, I see. I should have expected that. Um, so, first of all, in Olympia Sorry, like, uh, since she's pretty much like, uh, the, the protagonist pretty much has to get married and have kids because story reasons. And if she dies and there's no one of her clan who can, from her clan who can, like, praise the sun and make it shine. The world is fat. Um, but the overall picture that game gave me like early on was that people maybe were a little bit more prudish in a way. Except there were like some that really weren't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what really, really caught me by surprise is that there's, I want to say there's a fate to black moment on every route. And even in one particular route, I was like, oh, this, this character looks like way too fucking innocent. And then there's like a scene that is like, huh, if someone walks in on this, it is like, there's gonna be misunderstandings here. <laughs> and I don't know, like, uh, I was like, I guess I was so used to the other localizations from Axis that were like, Maybe like more toned down. Maybe like the worst offender at the time was Jang's route on Biofiori, but most of the games were like um, very, I don't want to say privilege, but maybe privilege, I don't know. And more like a story focus and less romance focus. And only Bessari has both on like big, very big portions. So yeah. Um, 
I guess the the one who was like the most shocking in a way was Osmafia. So I guess mm-hmm. that's gonna be my pick. Nice. Um. Yeah. Well, the next ones that we're moving on to here um, are actually from the community. So we asked the community if they had categories that we wanted. So we got three uh, suggestions, lovely suggestions here. And the first one's from Cyber, and it's the most unexpected game you liked slash loved. Uh, Rick, why don't you start uh, us off for this one? Yeah, sure. So I've got three picks for this. Uh, the first is a game that you played and retired, Alex, and I probably went in with very, very low expectations uh, and was thoroughly blown away by, and that is Cosmic Star Heroine. Uh, I thought this was an excellently pitched RPG. knew exactly what it was going for. Um, nailed itself from a systems perspective, um, from a length perspective, from a storytelling perspective in the sense that it didn't try and do too much it, it really sort of set out its stall and, and, and got that balance just right um excellent on vita goes without saying so that that was a really welcome surprise as was uh next machina which is a game I, I bought on a really deep discount for ps4 um it's a game by housemark the developers of returnal and, and many of the games before it and it, it very much fits into what I now know to be their mold of sort of really mechanically tight bullet heli shooters, um, albeit not like bullet hell vertical or horizontal scrollers, bullet hell in the sense of that kind of vibe fit into other things. In this case, it's more of a twin stick scenario. Um, I really got hooked on this game, I ended up sort of beating it over the course of a couple of days. Um, and I bought it on a whim, I really didn't expect to have the kind of experience I had with it. Um, And the last one, the one that I think is ultimately going to take it for me, uh, Mm -hmm. is Novena, a little browser game by Cecile Richard. This is a game that was just short on a number of earlier categories in this list, including game of sort of the year for this year. This is a game uh, that I didn't really have any expectations going into, but that made me cry like a little baby. Uh, I, I... loved this game it really really spoke to me um the writing was exceptional and um the it's a creative who knows exactly how to use bitsy to its fullest potential and uh such a low barrier to entry i feel like if you've listened to this and you've not already played this uh you've personally insulted me (laughs) go and play it pause the recording we'll be here when you come back it's only going to take you five minutes uh, and that that hyperbole out of the way, uh, Alex, tell us about yours. Sure, yeah. So I had a couple interesting ones. So like, missed first off. I this is like that you know the 2021 like ground up remake that I like. I didn't know what I was expecting going into this game. Like I genuinely was like, I don't know. It's fucking missed. Who knows? Like I've, this is like a game from the 90s. I've heard everyone raves about it constantly, and I was like, I don't know. Maybe I'll like it. But uh, man, it was great. Like, especially just like the the remake. It just I don't know. Like literally, I I just it was completely unexpected, and I loved it. <laughs> um, it was one of those Game Pass finds, you know, where you're just like missed, huh? That sounds neat. I'll try it out. Um, Pixel Puzzle Makeout League. Again, I, I I kind of should have expected that I would like this because of the the Picross stuff. But then you're also never too sure because you know. 
there's some narrative things in here that maybe I'm not going to enjoy or whatnot, right? But I just, I dug it in the end. It was just really fun and really silly. And this one actually, I think, takes it for me. Um, it's Assassin's Creed Unity because I fully expected to not like this game, right? I mean, yeah. you know, this game... Almost goes without saying, yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. it was so so panned entirely um, that I just assumed I was going to dislike it. But then I ended up really, really, really enjoying it and just having such a good time with it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's it for me. That's Creed Unity. It's just, it's way better than you would expect. Um, yeah. Paula. Okay, so quick disclaimer, if it wasn't for um, our each extravaganza Steam and the Steam Games Fest events, I wouldn't have anything for this segment. So, first of all, of us in country, amazing little game, like, with what are kind of like GBA graphics, no, Game Boy graphics. And I don't usually like horror or spooky stuff on my on my media, but this one hit just right and knock it out of the park for me. So um i really really enjoy it and it is free so you should go enjoy it too um the second one that i already gushed about in a previous point is potion craft and again it is currently on early access i tried out the demo and it was amazing but the one that takes it for me is timberborn the game where you have beavers doing city building stuff it is way too much fun. I adore it to pieces. And uh, lately, like the developers have been like upgrading some stuff to make like the different like beaver races like very unique or more distinct between each other. So I really want to jump back into this one, but I can't until exams are over. Otherwise, everything is gonna go to shit. <laughs> so yeah, the, the the those are like my that that is my pick for uh, the most unexpected game. I I love. Nice. Well, um, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Paula. Oh, um, I was gonna say, let's go to the most anticipated game of 2022. Yes, and so this from friend of the forums, Tanakus, and I'm probably like butchering it, Tanakus. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I give up. <laughs> it's okay. Forum names are meant to be read in your mind, not out loud, right? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> the minute usernames had to be read out loud, the internet was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> um, Rick, what are your most anticipated? Yeah, so I, I'm only certain that one of these will actually come out next year, and that is Sifu, which was supposed to come out this year. This game looks amazing. It looks really mechanically solid. Um for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's by the makers of, I want to say, Absolver. So they've got mm. some pedigree for this kind of sort of physical melee combat. Uh, the concept of the game is that you are um, a uh, martial arts student trying to save your master, your Sifu, who's been abducted. Um, and you've been given this mystical pendant. Every time you die, it revives you, but at the cost of some of your life. And there's this like roguelite element through the game where as you get older, you gain new abilities and skills, but you also lose some of your vitality and speed. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And it's a question of sort of balancing that as you go through. Looks amazing. Uh, another one that looks amazing is Neon White. So if you guys remember this, um, it's the yeah. the game where there's like the cards and it's another sort of first-person shooter sort of roguelite type thing where um, you pick up these abilities, but you're also like fighting your way through levels. I just love the aesthetic. I, I haven't done as much research as I should into what's coming out next year yet. I'll have to do that soon for the Fantasy League, but at the moment, these are the ones that pop out for the top of my head. Uh, the last one, and assuming it comes out, this is absolutely my most anticipated, uh, Nirvana, the sequel to Valhalla. Um, I Super was about to Games ask. Is, yeah. <laughs> and it's fun because I replayed Valhalla this year, um, not very long ago, actually. And they actually referenced that bar um, and its owner in Valhalla. And it's such a cool Easter egg knowing that Nirvana is a game that's coming up. See them sort of um shout it out that way far back um valhalla is a truly special game and if nirvana even comes close to recapturing that lightning um it's going to be phenomenal and so that that's my pick with the caveat that it's coming out when it's done and that might not be next year (laughs) Mm -hmm. paula what about you Um, well, first of all, quick shout out to pretty much every Atomic organization that's gonna come out next year because there are like some really, really interesting ones that I'm looking forward to. But I think the one that I guess captured my attention the most is Kimiyuki, that is like the short version of the title. And I don't remember the full title, and I'm not sure I want to, but um, I heard this one. It's like set into like, oh my god, I already forget the name of the era of Japan, like the more feudal-ish Japan, I guess. But it's it's kind of like set around the same years where the Jins and Kumi were, I think, if I remember correctly. I may be completely off 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 the rail, but oh, well, we wouldn't. Know. It is very interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting because. It is not centered about around the the Chinsengumi. It is like a completely different setting on that era, and the art is so so pretty. So I'm very looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And then we have Slime Rancher Two, which I very much keep in my Xbox. No, my not my Xbox. My Game Pass PC subscription for because I really love the first game. And the second game looks it's gonna be like, uh, like, as charming or more, and I'm very looking forward to it. And I should go back to to finish the first Slime Rancher just to prepare for the incredible like sugar rush of happiness that's gonna come with the second game. And uh, my most anticipated game of the year, to surprise of absolutely no one, if it comes out this year, is the sequel to The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Do I have to say more? No, I don't. Also, can we just talk about, I I find it so funny that they're like, we can't tell you the title because it's kind of a spoiler. I'm like, fuck off. The title's going to be out (laughs) before people play it. What are you talking about? It's kind of a spoiler. You just don't have a title yet. Just back off. (laughs) Like, that's just so stupid. (laughs) It's going to spoil the secret that they don't yet have a title. Yeah, exactly right. I was like, fuck you, spoiler. I'm like, if it's a spoiler, don't make that the fucking title. I was like, that's so stupid. I, I kind of think that they said that to have like the select community like theorizing more about it 
Yeah, just to get them to theorize, yeah, or to shut up. They're like, oh, okay. I, yep. I do also love the balls on, on the company just to be like, chatting that much shit straight up. Right. Oh, yep. God. Anyway, nice. Yeah, of course that's your most anticipated. Um, I've only got <laughs> two on here. There's not a lot of like super highly anticipated games for me, I realize, next year. Like, mostly just because at this point with the amount of delays and things i've stopped anticipating games and i'm just happy when they release and i'm like oh sweet it's out you, you know what I mean? yeah exactly yeah but two that i am anticipating one that i'm not sure will release but if it does i'll be playing it immediately and that's hollow knight silk song um i i feel pretty confident that it'll come out this year but then again lots of people thought it might come out 2021 though i didn't feel as confident that it would come out this year i hoped it would but um i'm feeling like you know it's getting there it's been a long time since hollow knights come out now um i know they're a very small team um but you know hollow knight came out in 2017 right like that's that's a good long time uh <laughs> you know it'll be about five years that's that seems like a, a reasonable amount of time to wait even in a pandemic so i'll just i'm just kind of like crossing my fingers saying please team cherry i would be very happy <laughs> but i also know that they'll wait until it's ready and that's also fine and then i'm also really uh really excited for starfield especially because that's game pass shit so i'm like day one what and i'm quite <laughs> confident this will release this year i don't feel like todd Howard wants to miss that you know november 11th date and frankly it's bethesda they don't give a fuck if it's buggy so you know it's gonna come out <laughs> on the day that he says it's gonna come out <laughs> so i can't wait because listen their games are freaking ridiculous, but I, I love them so much. Like, you know, playing through fucking Skyrim, playing through Fallout and shit. Like, I'm just, I'm ready. I'm like, take me to space, Toddy. Let's find out where we're going. <laughs> and now with Microsoft's what, back in, yeah. What could make it less stable than being on a brand new engine? <laughs> I know, right? No, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that'll be okay, though. Because, like, maybe parts of the problems were that engine. Because when you think about it, like, fucking res- the RE engine that Capcom's created has become one of the greatest engines out there. Like, that engine is so incredible for what they do. So my hope is that this new engine is, like, actually going to, you know, help polish over some of those terrible mistakes. But you're probably so right. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, so Star... I'm going to I'm gonna say Starfield's my uh, most anticipated because I'm anticipating um, how this game releases, regardless of if it's good or not. Like, I just can't wait because I feel like no matter what, we're getting good meme material, you know? <laughs> I'm just, I'm happy for that. <laughs> I mean, with Bethesda, you always get good beam materials, so... Exactly. Um, well, then, why don't we move on to our very final category um, for today, which is the game you wish you hadn't retired slash backlog in 2021 from Eric T-Bar. And I'm going to pick this up if you don't mind. And that's for me, Pokemon card GB2. Great Rocket Dance Anjo, which is just the uh, Pokemon oh, no. trading card game two for the Game Boy Color. Ah, the only reason I retired this fucking game is because the stupid Easy Flash card corrupted my fucking save file. I fucking hate Easy Flash cards, man. <laughs> I only swear by EverDrives now. My fucking EverDrive for the Game Boy Color has never failed me once. Um, all Don't those... tempt fate, Alex. No, I will because he has strong, solid, well-made um, 
freaking EverDrives. They're, they're, and I should have known. Of course, there's a reason they're a little more expensive because they, they freaking work. Uh, and the easy flashcards are a little cheaper because they don't fucking work. Uh, so, like, I lost so many save files to that Game Boy Color flashcard, man. Oh, God. And I couldn't bear it because I was so far into the game and I could not bear replaying it all over again. But now that I'm far away from it, I'm actually thinking I might be time might be like right to go back and play it now. Cause I'm like, even just looking at this, I was like, I think I kind of want to go back into it. Cause it takes everything from the first game and just improves it. Um, so yeah, these, these, man, these are hidden gems. I'm telling you, I like, I've always loved card games, but like, if you like Pokemon, Oh, you'd love Cause like, there's not much different from this than like the Pokemon games on the game boy, you know, like arguably they were just little, you know, flat, nothing sprites anyway. So like a card game with them is not that <laughs> different. <laughs> um anyway that's mine uh rick why don't you tell us yours there yeah so i don't really regret retiring or backlogging anything so the reason i've picked the game i've picked and that is freedom wars for the vita is i suppose i just wish that it had worked better for me especially in the context of um the japanese service for this game going down I think they were already down at, at the time of release uh, and the, the North American and European servers won't be too far behind. Uh, this is a game with such an interesting concept, such a great aesthetic, um, such strong production values for a Vita title. Uh, and mechanically, the actual gameplay of it feels really, really fun. Uh, the loop is just so grindy, so repetitive, so clearly focused on... Um, multiplayer and setting all of that up and that side of things i wish it had worked better for me as a solo player it doesn't mean i regret retiring it you know i i enjoyed the time i had with it i didn't feel compelled to try and get to the end credits of it um but i suppose it's the closest a game has made me feel to that this year and and that's why I've, i've picked that that's fair um and that brings us to you, Paolo. And you've picked, what, like five? I have games? many regrets. <laughs> pick three, Paolo. Pick three. <laughs> Never. <laughs> okay, so first of all, the one I retire from this list that I really regret that I had to retire was Abzu. Because the game was pretty solid. Even though that I'm, I'm actually following like a marine biologist, and he's like um, making like a series of etiology classes, so I know more about fishes, fish now, and I can like really, I I can really like appreciate the amount of detail this game had. That's cool. And uh, but the thing is, I can't get past certain point of the game because I discovered I uh, like the. Even like seeing, I guess, like being in the game, like very deep in the ocean and maybe like swimming through these like smaller places or like in a very dark place, it gives me like severe anxiety. So I had to retire it for health reasons, <laughs> which I'm so fucking sad about because the game was so pretty and it was supposed to be a relaxation experience in a way. <laughs> and it did the opposite for me. So that made me sad. Uh, but nothing I can do about that. The ones that I regret, not I guess not having or not giving them more time this year, 
first of all, Sumira, because both of you have seen high praises about the game. I got it on the last Steam sale, but I haven't got to it. Uh, mainly because Ioni kind of got crazy, and also because Paula forgot that most of her games this year came out in November. <laughs> and so I really want to get to that one, hopefully uh, sooner rather than later. Uh -huh. The other one that I got, and this one actually got completed like this year. I mean, the, the localization for it is Taisho Alice. That is an Atome game for PC. And it came out like in four episodes, like episode one, two, three, and the epilogue. And everyone like from the Atome community have sung like high praises of it. And I'm like, I really want to play it. But the backlog is strong in this one. I'm, I'm trying to keep up like with uh, Axis, Idea Factory, and PQ of Atomic Games. So I I have to find the time to play this because I really want to play it because it looks so unique. Hmm. And uh, on that line of thought, um, I really wish I could start it like Dairoku, but the uh, Agents of Sakuratani, that is like the latest uh, release from Axis, Atomic Game Wise. Um, which I haven't been able to start because I'm still on Cupid Parasite because, well, time, and I was expecting, I was waiting for a localization patch because uh, they worked something on one of the last routes and it seems the game tends to crash like at random intervals. The patch came out today, so Cupid Parasite will be finished soon and then I can finally get to Dairoku without um, fearing like, getting the stories mixed up or something like that. So yeah, those are my regrets. I wish I could keep up with so many more games. What's to your honest. biggest one? It's got to be Samira. It's got to be. Because that's such a you game. You're so, I know you're yeah. going to love it. <laughs> yeah, it's between Absa and Samira. Atsu because I really have no control over the reason I retired. And Subire because it looks so mean. Okay, Subire. There you yeah. go. You I'm going to make you pick one. I'm like, pick I'd be one, happy pick when you one. played it. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it on my fence. The fence is comfortable, you know? Nice. It looks very uncomfortable. Well, there so were there were our games of the year. Uh, quite, a, quite a year for gaming for us. We played so much stuff. It was very fun. Um, I figured we've got a few minutes, so I pulled one up. We might as well start off. 2022 correctly by playing everybody's favorite game 13 sentinels i guess rim. how long to beat 13 sentinels i guess rim the game <laughs> Could you, I, i'd be funny if that was the game that i was like how long does it take i should have picked that one um but actually we have de blob 2 de blob. oh yeah de blob oh. dos i'm not I, this game has always been what? on my like eShop wish list because I've heard it's like kind of fun, but I just never pull the trigger on it, and it often goes on sale like real cheap. Um, I don't feel very confident um, about one hundred percent on this one, but I don't think it's no, a super I'm not good. That. I'm the, going. I'm, I'm looking at the what's the name at the box art for the thing. And the character kind of looks like a knockoff android, but... Yeah, yeah, you're not far wrong. Although I think the original Deblob just about predated android. 
or Android is an uh, or the Android icon is the knockoff bluff. More likely, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yeah, they're like at the same. They were like around the same time, I think. Um, and Android. All right, I'm gonna say ten hours, thirteen hours, and then I'll hair Mary with a nineteen hours. Ooh, um, what? I'm playing safe for once. I've said Excuse nine hours me, main, what? twelve hours main plus. Yeah. Well, I have well. no idea what to even expect from this game. This is like the first time I've ever heard of it. Ah, uh, well, see, I have I mean, looked these games up before, so I like I do, I do know of these games, but I've never played them because it's like yeah, I'm playing. Oh, cool. Sorry, I was like, isn't this? It's kind of splatoon-esque where like you're kind of like filling in but it's not a shooter i guess but like you're, you're coloring in a world um yeah it's like a single player like third person action game uh, yeah. or at least the original is which i played a little bit of on wii uh, i've never played the sequel i heard the sequel's okay. better what do you think Bowler? i think it's gonna stick like kind of close to both of you so if <laughs> One of uh, of you fail. I probably fail too, but I won't be the only one failing. I guess. Uh, um, I have no idea what to expect for one hundred percent. What is this game about again? It's a platformer, action platformer, action three D platformer. It's about sticking it to the man through the the, the power of color. Through color. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say nine hours and a half, twelve hours and a half, and seventeen hours and a half. Oh, the half hours. I have no expectations for this round for my part. Are we all confident and good? I, I'm no, good. No, but let's go. All right. So <laughs> the times are for... Oh, there are two sets of them. Oh. What? Okay. Uh, this is confusing. Well, we'll go with the PC Wii and Xbox 360, I guess. Um, so, yeah, because PlayStation 3, for some reason, is a whole separate category. All right. Well, the uh-huh. PC Wii and Xbox 360 are blue, so like, there's more collected of them so i guess we'll go with that which says 11 hours main story uh main plus extras um 17 hours and completionist 23 hours i didn't get it like half an hour for fuck's sake oh my god this is the first time though because if we go by the other ones then none of us get it but if we go by pc we in 360 like I've I've slid slid in here. I don't know what to do about this. I've never seen this before. Bingo. Um, you look at this. It they're split up for some reason. But again, like I said, the PlayStation ones. There's less of them. Um, it seems like there are far more completions on the other ones. But yeah, I'm a little. It is confused. strange that they're split. I'm I'm almost inclined to just call this one. Nah, yeah. you lost. <laughs> oh, I see no. how it is. Yeah. <laughs> or we average the two together. What? But then it's the same. <laughs> well, no, because then it's 11 oh, hours, 18 and a half hours, 25 hours. Well, that's that's picking the in- the median. Yeah, average. The, that's not the average. Those are I mean, things. a median average is an average. <laughs> <laughs> it's a type, but it's not the same. <laughs> Well, I don't know what to do. Maybe we should just let the community decide what we do about this one. <laughs> let oh, us know what you no, think wait. Here do. we go. Here we go. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Um, I think you're fine. Here's another average, actually. Let's let's do this. Where am I, where am I seeing the average, your average and the median? There's another one at the bottom here. So there's the average and the median. So the median is 11 hours, 18 hours, 24, and four, 26. 
Um, and then the average is 10 hours, 17 hours, 22 hours. Um, where is, where am I? These are at the bottom. These are in statistics. You had to go down to single player and it says poll. Um, but it's just not the official. (laughs) I, I, Look, I don't know. I man. feel like we should call it. I think I think we say first how long to beat the game of the year is a no contest. Sure. Yeah. This is weird. I mean, I'm a little sour because I definitely got those right, but that's fine. <laughs> um, especially because I'm like I'm on there. Um I don't know. Well, I, you know, I would like to hear community, what do you think we should do about this? Is this a unique thing? Is this an update that we've missed and something we don't know, or is this just something unique to DeBlob? Let's look up to Blob one. And hey, I mean, you're going to be down there smashing like and, and talking to us in the comments anyway. You might as well weigh in on this, I think this important is, issue. Yeah, this is unique to DeBlob too. Okay, well, who knows? Because I went to DeBlob and DeBlob is just one, but DeBlob 2 has this <laughs> split between the two platforms. I mean, shit. How are we how supposed to know? But hold on, wait. You know what? Hold on. I know how we can solve this. I'm just going to look up DeBlob 2 without hidden stats and see what it tells me. Uh, it comes up as both again. No, it says 10 and a half hours for main, 18 hours for main plus extra, 23 and a half hours for completionist. Hang on, what, where, how, what? what? That's how without hidden stats, that's without clicking on it. If you just look it up on the search bar, that's what it says. Oh, I see. Okay, hang on. Which, what did you say, Rick? Sir, I call bullshit. Let's re-roll. That's what it says. <laughs> you can look it up yourself. I think, I think we have a, we have a two to one majority here. Oh, because you two lost. Uh, <laughs> yeah, two to one majority from the losers. Uh, and this is how <laughs> we lose in this democracy. All right. Well, do you want to <laughs> just do another one? I'm going to leave this in. We should just do another one. Yeah. Um, fuck it. Yep. Stu- oh my god! I hit r- hidden stats. I hit random. Do you know what showed up? The blob one. The blob two. <laughs> Stop it! Get away, DeBlob 2! What? Another one. Why does it keep going? Oh, it's because I was searching for DeBlob. Okay, hold on. Get out of here. Stop it. Get out of there. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's see here. I can't compute it. Oh, fuck. Okay, I don't fucking know what this is. Blood Fresh Supply. I... What? Yeah, maybe this is good. This is the this is the chaotic neutral for us. Uh, Something that none of us know about. It's a Steam game. Um, okay. It's got good ratings uh, from 2019. Blood remaster. Oh, it's a remaster of a game of an old, old game. Looks like one of those Doom type games. Um, oh yeah, it's absolutely like a build engine kind of FPS situation. Yeah. Well, okay, let's do this one. Okay. Oh, and it's a night dive port. That's interesting. I might just like five 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 it because I don't know how long six five six seven or something. I don't know. It can't be that long, right? <laughs> like <laughs> I feel like we always swing short on these. Yeah, yeah, we're always like way short. Fine, maybe you're right. Um all right, maybe I'll maybe I'll jump it up. You know, I'm just gonna you know what? Fuck this. I'm just gonna leave whatever fucking times I had for DeBlob and hope that I get something here. <laughs> Oh my god! So, I'll, I'll say. I'll do, I'm, it was a Yeah. I'm going twelve, fifteen, eighteen. 
I'm gonna say 10, 14, 19. I'll pop up my maybe my main plus extras a little bit, but I'm just I'm going with the blob two times <laughs> and hoping that I get something. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go with No, I don't wanna go with five. I'm gonna go with I was gonna six. Say that's uh-huh. aggressive. Even that's quite aggressive. Uh, 11 and a half for main plus and 100%. I think I'm going to fall short. Shall we find out? 22 and a half. There. Okay. All right. Here we go. Let's see if we have better luck than the last one. Okay. Oh, okay. The blob might have saved me. So 11 and a half hours for main story, 18 okay. and a half hours for main plus. And okay. Oh shit. Ooh, 29 hours for completionist. Uh, 29 hours. Nah, I'm fucking with you. It's 19 and a half. You all win! Oh. <laughs> hey. No, I think Al- I think Paula's missed on the main plus. Oh shit. Yep. Paula's missed on the main on plus. My oh. Hey. <laughs> well, oh, I also think maybe we're using the wrong scores from before cuz I feel like we already had 133, didn't we? Um I mean, maybe yeah, and then Paula had 118 or something like that. Well, whatever. It depends which one you copied it from. We've done a few weird special episodes. Yeah, we've done so many special episodes, folks. So thanks for <laughs> listening into this extra long, um, like, just disaster of a uh, <laughs> final segment here. Speak for yourself. I think I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> and you can weigh in. If you think I deserve those extra points for nailing it, um, you just let me know. <laughs> Oh my god, you already got your five points. Don't be greedy. Yeah, Pal is now like, hey, 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 hold on. <laughs> this is when a load of burner accounts like Alex5498 and like. Alex5498. Oh, yeah, I think you deserve the points. Oh, I was right. So we were at 133 and 118. Um, so the score now is uh, 138 yeah. for rick and i and paula at 118 so you're a solid 30 points behind us paula but you can get there or not 30 20 um i can math i'll be there <laughs> thanks it's this year is yeah thanks everybody for uh tuning in to us hope you stick with us for another year it's hard to believe yeah. we've been doing this for over a year now um but yeah we're, we're not going anywhere so toodaloo full calendar yeah Take it easy, guys. Uh, Happy New Year to everyone. Bye. A full calendar year.